too dark for you to Welcome to This Is Your Afterlife, conversations with artists and activists about death and life. I'm Dave Marr. I'm a comedian. I live in Chicago. I was in a coma one time, and now I have this podcast. My guest this week is Eleanor Russell. Eleanor is a writer and a theorist, a theorist especially of theater, of performance studies, of sound studies. She's working on a book that explores the relationship between sound studies and stand-up and the avant-garde. So who better to have as a guest on the podcast of the not-quite-stand-up comedian who likes talking to experimental musicians than the writer and theorist who theorizes about the very sound of stand-up comedy. I... Hope you enjoy the conversation. I had a great time talking to her. You can find her Substack at the link in the show notes. And also, join the Patreon. Patreon.com slash Dave Marr. You'll get the full episode, not only of this episode, but of every episode. There's usually like 15 minutes to an hour of bonus content per episode. You also get the after shows, occasional movie club episodes, and just whatever else I decide to post on the Patreon. If you join, I really appreciate it. You become an afterhead at the $5 level. At the $15 level, you are a pigeon-level patron. I want to give a shout-out to those pigeon-level patrons, because that's what you get at the pigeon level. Let's see. We've got Susie Carroll, Fred Fidoa, Katie Llewellyn, Shuba Singh, Debo, John Lee, Barry Fontenot, and Greg Podnar. Those that list is growing, so come join the growing list on the Patreon. And I'll just say one other thing: I am looking for work right now, so I, I feel inspired to say that. I don't know if I'll be saying that in every episode that I'm looking for work. I realize this is a thing that will live on the internet, but there we go. On Tuesday, August first, twenty twenty-three, Dave was looking for some work. So obviously I love the uh, audio production, editing, the hosting, but I can write, I can do, you know, the marketing, the whatever. Is that, that's, is that a good, that's a good tone of a cover letter, right? I can do this, whatever, you know? So yeah, know that. And that's really all I've got for you today. Tell your friends about the show in any way you can. And enjoy my conversation with Eleanor Russell. I grab your whip and take it back to Shatown. When I'm in Shatown, I treat it like paint your hell. Itchiness. It's very itchy. And okay. there's no way to scratch it. And so you're saying painting. So what's a visual representation of itchiness? Okay. Um, no, <laughs> it doesn't I'm, have no, to be that literal. I'm, I'm, I appreciate. I'm it, taking though. it there though, like okay. static on a TV screen, but like uglier. Um, <laughs> uh, mm. Yeah, just like itch itchiness and I think the sound of my kids screaming in in pain, I think. Or yeah. Just itchiness combined with sorry if that's like a little on the above with Jean-Jacques um suffering in some way. Um with Jean-Jacques? That's my son. He's five and a half. Oh, like, okay. Okay. Like, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, no, with R- Rousseau screaming. No. Um, That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. Well, yeah. no, it makes sense. It's a very sensory hell. Yeah, it's a very sensory. Yeah, I'm not like one of those people that's like, uh, like some people would say like, um, I don't know, what up people, I don't know, what have other people said on the show about hell? <laughs> <laughs> Well, to to quickly summarize, 145 other answers I've gotten to this mm-hmm. question. Um, there, I mean, it's it sounds like you would not necessarily get bored with your own thoughts. Maybe, I like being alone is not is not a torture necessarily. No, it is. I don't like. No, that's why. I, no, being alone. No, that would be part of it. The itchiness combined with being alone with my own thoughts while Jean Jacques is screaming. Yeah, no, that would be part of it. Um. Yeah, no, I actually, yeah, no, I'm addicted to my phone. I don't like, no, I don't like that. <laughs> no, <laughs> no thoughts, no introspection, none. <laughs> right, 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 right. I can definitely relate. No ideas, only things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes, or other people's ideas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
What do you hope happens when you die? I hope that when I die, I don't feel or experience everything, anything. Everything's completely gone. There's no consciousness whatsoever. That's what I pray for. That's what I hope. I hope nothing. Why do you hope for that? Because attachment, I guess this is sort of like a Buddhist aspect, but I just think attachment is the enemy. And um, as much as I've used my work to describe and elaborate upon things I'm attached to, like comedy, like sound, like um, the history of ideas, um, I would like my death to be an abandonment of those things, a respite. Okay. (laughs) Is it... Is there a way in which the work you've done feels like you're just doing the best with what you've got here? You're like, well, as long as I'm forced to have sound and and yeah. be in a world with comedy and ideas, I might as well make the most of it. But what I'd really like is just to be left alone. What I'd really like is to not feel so um, uh, like have so much interiority. <laughs> like my, okay. I, I, every year, every new year, I always resolve to have my my goal this year is to have less of an inner life. <laughs> That's what I want. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be like I want to be like a golden retriever, like just looking at a fire truck. <laughs> you know, <laughs> That's, but like even better, like literally nothing, just the void. You know. Yeah. That's what I. Well, want. what's torturous about the inner life? Because I feel like for so many people, the inner life is like. The fucking salvation, right? Well, that's the paradox. Is it's like the it's um the inner life is you know um, oh what's there's this line I love from All About Eve, uh where that I paraphrase um these are our techniques for getting along in what we laughingly call our environment. So it's you know it's the same it's the things themselves that uh, cause you pain that also give, bring you pleasure, right? That's their enjoy your symptom idea. I think that's so integral to my worldview in my work and scholarship and then i'd just like to slough it all off when the end okay yeah is there is there an essential like is it is it doubt is it self-doubt is it anxiety that accompanies these things for you lonely it's loneliness and alienation all of my work comes from that essential place of loneliness and alienation yeah tell me more like how does that give rise to the work so, so much of my work is about abstraction and about what happens when you look at something that's meant in a particular context and like really just completely decontextualize it and put a different spin on it. That's really important to me. And I find that because I find other people, I can relate to them, but I feel like often they don't really know what to do with me. And that makes me feel really lonely. Sorry, this is getting like therapy and I don't mean to. I'm just okay. trying to answer the question. It doesn't have to be any specific <laughs> yeah. way or, or not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That makes a lot of sense. But it doesn't sound like the post-life lack of consciousness doesn't seem lonely, I presume, just because you're not There's nothing there. It's like whenever right. people ask hilarious questions like, well, aren't you glad your mom didn't have an abortion? It's like, that's what, that means nothing. That's like, what is that? It's like, sure, there's, sure. there's no con, there's, I wouldn't have existed. How could I, there's no frame of reference, you know? Like when people ask yeah. about like, don't you, aren't you glad that you were born? I don't know. I was, I can't do anything <laughs> about it now. Like, <laughs> like, but then death, you know, aha. Uh-huh. <laughs> now we're cooking. Right. But similarly, the thing that I've discovered is that the comfort we get from thinking of that lack of consciousness, not to get too solipsistic, no, but it, was, it is a comfort right. we experience from being conscious, right? So it's like yeah. you wouldn't even have a relief from whatever it is you're experiencing now. I, yeah, no, I understand that. There is – no, you're right. And I guess like – Yeah. And I'm not trying to prove anything. No, no, I'm just I know, curious. And I, and I know you're right. Yeah. I know that. The, the, well, there's no. Con- I mean, there's no context without. There's no context for answering the question without the context we have now. So, um, yeah, I guess alternatively, if that's not an option, if the void is not an option, <laughs> okay, okay, I'll take. Not my like, intention, but I'll take it. I'll take like again, golden retriever <laughs> looking at a fire truck. <laughs> just you know, yeah. Because I think about this with my Bubba dog sometimes. Like, I have a pit bull, 
He's actually, he should be. He was right behind me earlier and he's not anymore. Um, he, uh, like, he got stung by a bee last night and it was very sad. And we were like, oh no, he's like, his face got all like big. He looked like a, like, it was oh really sad. God. Is he like, okay? He's fine. He's totally fine. Okay. He was just kind of freaked out about it. And it was really, it was like, oh, bobo. Uh, and then, um, but then he like is fine now and he like completely forgot about it. Like, it's like, or whenever we leave the house, he's really sad whenever we leave the house. But then we come back and it's like, nothing happened. You know, he's yeah. like, yeah, you're here. It's like no object permanence, no real, like, mm-hmm. that seems great. I think I want that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I want totally. a dog. <laughs> Can I do that? Is, that? is that part of our mythos here? Sure, sure. Theology? Absolutely. What is the Absolutely. word? Is there a word? I, I was actually a religious studies major in college, and it has, I remember literally nothing from it. Um, is there a word for, like, what afterlife theology is? There's like eschatology, I guess, but like, that's oh, not. Oh, God. This is the kind of stuff. It's so funny. I'll get like, this reminds me of occasionally, you know, over the course of doing the show, maybe five mm-hmm. times, getting emails from people who like want to pitch their like author to be a guest on the show, to be like, oh, she's, she's seen the afterlife. She's oh, channeled spirits. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, weirdly. That's kind of not what the show's about. I'm like yeah. woefully like understudied about no, about a- the field here. You know <laughs> what I mean? Much more selfish and yeah. and focused on specific others than like, yeah. oh yes. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the my mom believes in all that shit. She's like, if someone is like, I've seen the afterlife, she'll be like, I'll buy your book. Like, she loves. <sighs> She's such a well, – she's the most gullible person in the world, and she just, like, is so pulled in by that stuff. That yeah. just sounds amazing it's, to me for those yeah. authors that there's someone that will definitely – I'm like, man, I wish I knew how to create a thing that there was just definitely an audience for of people who are like, yeah, I love kind of, like, sort of hard-to-define podcasts that yeah. by comedians, not necessarily funny, though – I'll eat that shit up. I'm like, oh, that would be great. I'm already making that stuff as a, like, you know, to some, for, as opposed to, yeah, writing your, your heaven is for real knockoff or whatever. Which there's a quote from this, uh, from the Simpsons, I want to say about the, the answer to a question that nobody asked, (laughs) which I find, I can't remember this. You know what I'm talking about? Do you remember? I don't remember. No, but I mean, that just, I'm like, that's so so much art. Isn't that like a poem? Like the answer to a question that nobody asked is so good. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Is that how you feel? Is that what consciousness or an inner life feels like? It's also what all my research is too. Like I'm so bad at coming up with research questions because I'm always having to reverse engineer them. I'm just like, I had an idea about something. And then it's like, come up with a research question, Eleanor. And then I'm like, yeah, how is this idea correct? (laughs) Like, It's it's the opposite of like what you're supposed to do. It's so bad. I was, yeah. (laughs) That's, yeah, that's, I mean, that sounds like what I I do. So if you ever, if you ever want to just do comedy instead of research, you know, you might already have the apparatus in place. But then people have to be, people have to perceive you. And I'm no, (laughs) maybe that, no, that's what I mean. Okay. No, here's what it is. It's not actually consciousness. That is the the enemy. It's the perception. I don't. I do not want to be perceived. Okay. Only, I would like to be. Is there a way to be like validated and loved without being perceived? Because that's what I want. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I mean, that sounds. Yeah, that yeah. sounds. Heavenly. That sounds great. That sounds so good. Ugh. What What is the is under is full the... communism? This will happen when we okay. get. <laughs> we will find a way. Is the torture of being perceived? The risk of not being validated and praised. Yes, yes. So yeah. it's a it's a fear of criticism. Nah, I feel like I'm gotten better at dealing with. It. Actually, I'm, I'm sort of. No, it's just being perceived. I just know. I just hate. Ugh, I hate it when people notice shit about you. You know what I mean? It's like oh, <laughs> like my, like oh you're. You're wearing oh nice nice shirt. What do you mean? Is it an is it a nice shirt? I don't know. I'm now I sound paranoid. I don't mean it like that. No I just no, mean, no, like, no 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 no. It's just like, interesting because everything's the- always a passive aggressive comment sometimes, and then you have to read for tone. And I sound like I'm insane. I really am not like this all the time. <laughs> no, no, sometimes no. I get in a certain mood, and like someone, you know how it is. Someone says something shitty, and you're like, oh, I wish I wasn't perceived. Like, uh, what do they mean by that? Like, fuck them. Like, I don't know. Fuck me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's just interesting because I can see. I can totally relate to what you're saying. And I can see the flip side where 
and have experienced the flip side where there are moments when I've been perceived where like someone seeing me feels mm. like such an act of love sometimes. It's so intimate, man. Yeah. And and is that have you had that experience or you're just more is it is it like I don't know if you heard that like I think it was like a Walt Disney quote where it's like we have to have such good service because it takes seven good experiences to to erase one bad experience or something oh, like shit. that. Oh shit, that's so real. Although is it I, that I, I, yeah. Is it that thing with being perceived where it's like, no, I've been perceived positively, but the negatives just weigh on me so much more? I think so, yeah. I just yeah. I think um I think because I'm kind of a fuck up, or I've always like my whole life I've self-identified really as like first and foremost a fuck up. Like that's what I am ontologically speaking. Um <laughs> how so wait, 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 how, how, how? Oh, how are you I'm a just, fuck up? Do you know how bad I am at everything? Like, I can't. Okay, you know what's a great example of this? You know, it's a great. So before I went on this podcast earlier yeah. today, so I was I had to take out the garbage, and I needed to put a new bag in the garbage, and I <laughs> cannot. I don't know what if it's about our specific garbage can. I can never get the bag on right. It's always like sliding off. Okay. And to the th- extent that I literally will wait, and this is so learned helplessness, I literally will wait until it's like overflowing. And I'm like, maybe Andre, my husband, maybe Andre will take it out and then he can put the bag in because he knows how to do it. <laughs> and so I wait as long as I can. And then sometimes he doesn't. And I'm like, yes, avoided doing the bag thing. And like that. So that's that. But for like every aspect of my life, <laughs> like I'm just so, I don't I'm terrible at cooking. I'm bad at all the like being a human being things. The only <laughs> thing I can do is go to grad school. That's the only thing I've ever been good at. <laughs> Is I was really good at going to grad school, and it's which is funny because I was really bad at school. I actually graduated in the top in the bottom ten percent of my high school class. Oh, um, I was really yeah. bad at school. I know, isn't it? Thank you. I love it when people say hell yeah. I'm like, that's yeah, man. right. Yeah, yeah uh, um, that's and- worth bragging about. I was like. 11 in the top 11 percent of my high school class which was a real real pain in the ass but uh bottom 10 percent is pretty fucking that's worth bragging about that's that's cool yeah like a two point something gpa like 2.6 or something and um uh but i got a phd from northwestern and it's because i'm good at like all the school stuff that isn't like being a person stuff you know like understanding (laughs) how like magma works or like how to like build things or like i don't know i'm just bad at all that shit the only thing i can do is ironically i said that i did that little uh who is that poet the wall stevens uh but take where i where i swept flipped it to be uh all um all things no ideas but in reality the only thing i'm good at is only ideas and not things yeah (laughs) i'm not william carlos williams is it William Carlos Williams? You're right. It's no William ideas, Williams. but in things. Yeah, yeah, Yes, yeah. it is. Thank you. I I would not normally correct. I just am a huge fan of Williams and that specific quote. Yeah. So that's the only reason yeah. I correct. Um, yeah. But it's so funny because I consider be, – I, 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 I would say I struggle not to identify as a fuck-up at the moment. But the, yeah. but the, the ways in which I identify as a fuck-up, not to not – to, you know, compete here. No, my but- fuck up, my fuck up, uh, like sees your fuck up. Like my light shines with your light. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, but I, but mine I feels deeper. Light. I'm not just like, I feel like you could say, Oh, I'm a bit clumsy or I'm a bit awkward where I'm like, mm, I maybe wasted my, <laughs> I maybe wasted my whole twenties in addiction. You know what I mean? Like, that's where I'm like, that feels like that's what I associate with being a fuck up. Mm. Um, I mean, I've had, and I so, have my own addiction struggles too, but yeah, um, not, sure, yeah, but I know what you mean, yeah, I know what you mean. Um, yeah, it's different. I just, yeah, I feel like my, yeah, but I see. What, okay, so I see your yours seems like more narrative based. Like there was this mm. thing that I did and it ruined my life. Where that's right, why I said right, like right, right. I'm like ontologically a fuck up. Like there's something about <laughs> me and my like what's that word like pro pro perception pro, like that like. Like spatial orientation, proprioception, proprioception. Yeah. Like there's something about the way I like move about the world that is just <laughs> fundamentally off an axis, off an axis. Like I can't, like. Okay, so you're nature fuck up. I'm nurture fuck up. Yes, yay! Between the t- between the two of us is a functional person. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, or the worst person on the planet. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Um, what about funeral planning? Have you thought about 
uh, what you would want or not again, want. Again, perception. I don't want. Mm. I want my body gone. Or I mean, okay. it, I, I have kind of a joke. Like it depends on how whimsical I'm feeling. Sometimes I'm like, kind of <laughs> want to be a skeleton. Seems kind of seems kind kind of fun. Especially because my my kid loves skeletons. He loves talking about them. And like every time we pass a graveyard, he's like, they're all skeletons. <laughs> and I'm like, that is <laughs> awesome. Like, yeah. And so I'm I'm like, that would make him happy, you know. But also maybe when I die, he probably maybe he won't be as obsessed with skeletons. I hope he still is. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> right. Who knows? Um. So I kind of I'm kind of like I'm into that idea, but I also. I don't want anyone to look at me. I want all pictures burned. Nope. I don't want to exist as a visual entity. <laughs> you can hear my, you, I will reluctantly let people listen to my voice. My voice okay. can be available, but no pictures, ideally. If I could like plan that and make that possible, there's no way to do that. It's the, there's the internet exists, right? But like if, if all pictures of me were taken off the earth, that would be so good. That's how okay. much I hate being perceived. That's what, so okay. if the funeral plans burn all the pictures, like, like burning icons and like some revolution. Um, but it's just, you know, identity and being perceived. Um, I don't know. I guess I'd really want, I mean, I won't be there to hear it, which sucks. Cause I'd like to do like a Tom Sawyer thing or is it Huckleberry Finn? Yeah. Who's the, is it Tom Sawyer? Uh, who like crashes his in, own funeral? It's in Tom Sawyer. Yeah. 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 Uh, I, I know because I got it. That was okay. my, I don't know <laughs> yeah. how much okay. you know yeah. about my story, but. I was yes, I know. In a yes, coma yes. for a month and yeah. read the eulogies that people wrote on Facebook. How did that? How did that feel? It felt fucking great, dude. Yeah, awesome. see, I kind of, I Lord, I've seen what you've done for other people. And I want that for myself. <laughs> <laughs> I want people to write nice things about me that I can read. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Not without its problems, but definitely oh, there oh, were no, there I'm were positive sure. things. Yeah. Listen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so no perception. Anything else about no visual the... representations allowed? Only Sonic. Right. Um, I'd like. I don't know. I don't know. It's not to be. I guess it is really for the living, right? So whatever they want to do. If they want to deal, if they need to have a conversation about how annoying I was, that's fine. I don't want. I don't want to be a part of that. Oh that's beyond me. Like it doesn't even occur to you that they would have a conversation about how much they loved you. Well, and maybe they would. Positive but I, things, but even say like i don't know i come from a very like <sighs> occasionally passive aggressive family and every time anyone's even nice to each other there's like especially for my mom or my dad but my mom in particular there's always like something shitty about it too so okay. i i don't know <sighs> i don't know maybe they would say lovely things but maybe the lovely things they say are not the things that i think are lovely right that's always a hard thing Okay, like, so I what would you some, want people to I say? remember sometime hearing i was on some uh we were in germany for some for a trip and when I was in grad school and someone was like, Oh, I found Eleanor because I heard her jolly laugh. And all I heard from that is like, great. They think I'm fat. Cause that's what that code is. Right. Oof, so yeah, I have this, totally. I have a, yeah. And it's like one of those things I was like, I don't want people to talk about my jolly laugh. I don't want people to like, I don't know. Even when people say nice things, it's like, they're not always sometimes like, sorry, if this is fat phobic or whatever. It, it totally is. Whatever. We're all internalized in this world. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we've all internalized this world. Um, I don't know. I, what if the things that people liked about me are the things I don't like about myself? That would be weird, you know? That's a tough it, – it's it's a tough, yeah, thing to – pill to swallow. I it, it, it That did come up in, in my stuff. You know, there mm-hmm. there is – Oh, yeah? What'd they say? Well, when you've been a uh, – you know, there, there's been times, and I would guess I, – I guess I would say I'm still sort of this way, very obsessed with like – the truth and like mm-hmm. telling the truth and, and, and honesty mm-hmm. and like um, not being satisfied with sort of cliches or surface totally. level things. Mm-hmm. And so that makes you not always the most, you know, there are, there are tactful and pleasant and loving ways to be that person. And there are kind of harsh ways to be that person. And I think I exercise some of those harsh ways earlier on and Mm. so it was like you know he might have been tough to get along with but blah 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 blah, blah, you know or like or (laughs) what people like yeah like people are just so 
the way that they are. That's so funny. I'm sorry. What people <laughs> didn't understand about Dave was that he really, the only reason he did this was because of this, you know, like that. What did they say? Like a complicated man. You know? Yeah. I mean, essentially. Yeah. But what are the things that you would want people to say? What, what, what things, what are the ways, the things you love about yourself that you would like people to perceive accurately? She was funny and she was creative and she had a good singing voice. Um, uh, hmm. Amazing. Shortest Her funeral ever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she had good skin. I care about my skin too much. Okay. <laughs> I got really into that during the pandemic. Um, hmm. She was kind. She was mean when it was necessary. Okay. Um, because I can be kind of a, a bitch online sometimes. Um, and also in real life. Um, but I, I'd like to think that I am only mean to people who are... Like you, I'm kind of also obsessed with truth. And I don't really like when people lie. <laughs> this yeah. sounds like such a fake thing. But like, it, no, you know, I some know. people just like are able to let shit go. I'm not able to do that. Like if someone like is being an asshole and no one's calling him on it, I will like lose it. Like I can't. Yeah. And I've yeah. like, I've like... You know, some people can't handle it when you when you say that to them. It's like, and I, but I'd hope that if I'm doing something really fucked up, that people would tell me about it. And they have, and I've learned from it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I try to carry that on and do that with other folks. But I think sometimes, especially if you, you know, come from the Midwest, right? Or right. a particular class of society. Mm-hmm. Uh, white. Wealthy. Wet, wealthy and white. <laughs> um, people don't like that. It's, you know, right. And so I try to, th- I like to, I like to think that people will realize once I'm gone <laughs> that I was, that I was, uh, I was there for the right reasons, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. Uh, and I'd like them, I'd like them to, I'd like to be, um, I'm starting to cry a little bit. Um, hmm. uh, I think I'd like to be a good mom. Yeah. And a, and a good wife. Those are the things. Okay, I'm done. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's okay. I mean, yeah. are do you, are you okay? Do you feel? Yeah, do I'm you okay. Need, I'm also like I haven't taken. No, no, I'm okay. I haven't. Um, I've been out of my um antidepressant for like a month because I live in New Mexico and it's like impossible to get like Oof. an appointment. So part of this is just like um my authentic self leaking out which is normally ne- normally <laughs> medicated um so apologies <laughs> no apologies yeah. necessary no, okay. happy yeah. to yeah we can take as much time or uh as much space and and yeah i mean it it doesn't it doesn't surprise me that that you know relationships with actual loved ones yeah you know or or deeply loved ones not like passive aggressive loved yeah. ones i'm also like are the I'm, ones yeah yeah i'm also such a flake in some ways like i don't like i think that some people who are like i, I can i don't show up to shit sometimes like i'm really bad at like i cancel plans even that i make you know i'm just sort sure. of a flake and sometimes like i don't keep in touch with people i still love people but i just don't really keep in touch until i see them again you know um and I'd like that to be sort of forgiven and that I was a good friend in other ways, you know? That's what I hope. Yeah. Yeah, that's very real. I, I especially um, since COVID, feel yeah. very I, – I am very aware of the calculus of um, how long it takes to get somewhere on public transit. Yeah. You know, um, things like that of like, okay, well – I do really want to see this person. Yeah. When's the next time I'm going to get to see yeah, them? Yeah. Did I make this plan? Did they make this plan? Am I kind of feeling sick? Could I get away saying right. that? What can, you know? what can I use to... Yeah, yeah. I also right. think, like... Because, like I said, I'm like kind of an ontological fuck-up. Like, I rely on people for a lot of stuff. And sometimes I think it... it I, I don't think in my heart I take people for granted. But I think sometimes people feel that way about me. Um, and I hope that that's not, I hope that that will be sort of forgiven. In, uh, Do you think they think that or are, I mean, I, have I they actually that, told you that? That's a hard time. I mean, that's the thing in my relationship, I think, is that because my, mm. my husband, like, you know, like I said, the, the uh, garbage bag situation and like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> looking after my son for nine months while I took a job, you know, in SIU or our son for nine months for, you know, in SIU was like, yeah, I want to be like, I, I'm. it's hard for me to show gratitude in ways other than words. And sometimes words aren't enough for most people. So, yeah. Oof. 
Dude, that is so real. <laughs> I just relate. I think to I'm that really so good much. at words, and so in many ways, yeah. I'm very good at words. So I like kind of rely on it too much. But then people are like your mm-hmm. words don't matter, and I'm just like, but they're all I have. <laughs> you can't do that to me. Like, yeah. So well, like, and because me. I value words so much and yeah. feel pretty good at words in some ways, that I want words from people, but they also can kind of like never be enough oh, because never I'm enough. like more better words, yeah, constant exactly. words. Because you, you know? get the taste, you know, yeah. and then it's like, oh, you said that I'm pretty. What do you mean by that? <laughs> you know yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. But then you're walking the line of, yeah. oh, am I going to get a jolly thrown in there at some oh, point that's going to exactly. fuck up this this tightrope mm-hmm, walk of mm-hmm, totally, compliment totally. fishing. Yeah, Yeah, for real. This show comes from a one-man show that I did where mm-hmm. it was set in the afterlife. Mm-hmm. And I asked people to pick one memory that they would choose to relive if a feature of the afterlife was that you got to – not the others are wiped, but you get one that you can kind of drop down into whenever you want and fully relive it. But you do have to pick just one. So if that were the case, relive one memory. What is what memory do you choose? Hmm. I don't know. I think do I have to choose? I think honestly, I think I would opt out. You I would opt there- out. You would have no memory? Yeah, because I think that's not like to me that feels like a like a cheat. Like it feels like inauthentic to me. Cause you're just gonna cause it's like what? You're just observing the experience from before. I mean, I'd rather remember it and elaborate upon it with my imagination. I don't know. I don't think I would want to do that. I don't think I would want that. Well, I don't you don't live a memory. It's not that you are necessarily changing it. Can it's I, just it that ex- okay. okay. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I you can th- add stipulations. You're gonna think this is flip. No. But I think I'd like to see the movie Jurassic Park for the first time again. <laughs> that That's not flip at all. T- tell me about the first when time you I saw it. When I was a kid, it was in, I was six years old, and I went with my mom and my brother to see it, um, I think, at Northbrook Court in uh, Northbrook, Illinois. And okay. um, I... We loved it, and I remember uh, my mom kept putting her hand over my eyes when, like, the T Rex is coming out with the yeah. water. The water starts to move, and the, the T Rex. My, my mom kept like putting, and I kept shoving it away because I just wanted to keep watching it. And um, that's like one of those like moments I think that I like to call like being alone together, where it's I'm there with my family, right? We're all together, but we're all having our own discrete experiences watching this incredible fucking film. And but we're all like being alone together with it. Like all those experiences are positive, and they're but they're different from each other. And that's like to me like such a like a metonym for like the best of being human or being alive. Yeah, yeah. I like, I like that one, which I feel guilty because I'm like, oh, I should say something about Jean Jacques, but it's like, no, fuck Jean Jacques, no. he's fine. <laughs> no, that's fuck totally. Them kids. <laughs> there's no guilt. There's no need to like essentialize yeah. who you are yeah, it's just right. it's usually a knee-jerk sort of thing yeah but yeah but so okay so you're you're six years old mm-hmm. you're there with your mom yeah you, who else did you say you went with it's me and my brother my brother older or younger he's older he's eight years older than me oh okay i just don't remember what the we must have had a day off school or something mm. or like yeah because it was weird for us to, like, spend time together as a family on the weekends, especially with my brother, because my brother was, like, kind of a popular kid and also just a oh, lot older than me. Okay. So I think there must have been, like, must have been, like, MLK Day or something. Or whenever okay. that – I guess it would have to be around when that, whenever that movie came out. I could trace it. I could figure it out. Sure, sure, sure. Um, yeah. I think it would be that. Yeah. I would see – I wouldn't guess that Jurassic Park was a – MLK Day is usually in, like, February, right? That's, you're right. It doesn't it seem prob- like a February You're right. Movie. It wouldn't be. It must, it must but, have been, like, Columbus Day, maybe. Right, know. right. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So, how full is the movie theater? Do you remember? I don't remember it being especially full. Okay. I but it's early. Had you heard anything about Jurassic Park? Yeah. I'd seen the um, commercials for it on TV. 
Okay. And, I really and you wanted, wanted to see it. And I really wanted to see it. And my dad would, of course, never have let me go because my dad was incredibly, like, conservative when it comes to movies I saw. My mom was too, actually. Both my parents were really weird about how I couldn't see any movies where there was sex in it at all. But I could mm. see all of the Death Wish movies. <laughs> Just a very, like, American puritan mentality right right like violence fine sex no uh and so but and i think my but my dad was weirder about it my mom just didn't give a shit because my mom loved violent movies and uh but yeah we all everyone wanted to see jurassic park it's i mean it's spielberg's jurassic park everybody knew in 93 this is gonna be something special and i might i was really young i you know like i said i I, that's the first movie i remember no i remember seeing ernest scared stupid <laughs> with, with my grandfather, and he thought it was dumb, and so did I. Okay, <laughs> I remember okay. that, but that's but yeah, but I only barely remember that. Um, and I remember going to see Beauty and the Beast before that too, and being very, very scared and crawling around on the floor of the movie theater. Mm. But no, with so Jurassic was your Park, mom it was trying like to sweet. shield you? To yeah. keep you from getting scared, or yeah, was but it I like... wasn't scared. I was like, well, I was, ex- I was exhilar, I was scared. I was like exhilarated. I wanted yeah, to keep yeah, watching yeah. it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'd like to do that. I feel like that was also like I have a really complicated relationship with my mom and to my and my brother as well to an extent. I think that like being to- being alone together vibe, where we're all watching this amazing movie together, like eating this big jug of popcorn and Skittles. Like, yeah, th- I want that again. That was great. So you you guys would mix the Skittles and the popcorn? No, 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 no. But okay, I don't know if you oh, okay. movie gotcha. theaters. I still do this where I like to take a, a a couple pieces of popcorn and then you pop a Skittle in your mouth at the same time. Okay, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Or I do it with sour That's a, now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I just remember they did it with M&M's in yeah. the movie Whiplash. Oh, yeah. I remember do that you remember movie. remember that? Did anyone yeah, yeah, see yeah. that movie? Like, did I mean, in terms of, like, box office. <laughs> oh. Well, I feel like culturally it was a big It was culturally deal. significant. Yeah, it yeah. was. Yeah. Wait, Whiplash. Wait, what was I thinking of? Wait, Whiplash yeah, is, I was the, like, is the movie. Wait, yeah. No, that was no. I'm sorry. Whiplash is. I thought you were talking about. Oh, my God. This is where my brain is. The, uh, the, um, the, what is that movie? The, the like, roller derby movie. <laughs> Elliot Page. Oh, whip it, whip smart, whip Whips, it. Yes, whip it or something. I was like, oh my oh, god, that's that totally right. That <laughs> is no, so whiplash funny. is yes, the whiplash. Um, J.K. Simmons and Miles Teller movie. That's right. Okay, that's right. Yeah, whip mm. it. I would guess nobody saw, nobody saw that movie. It. No yeah. offense to Whip It. Maybe no, it's no. great. But, I love uh, that that's what I thought of first, though, before Whiplash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So tell me a little more about the – I mean, I know I know it, but I'm curious your experience of the alone together feeling. Especially because it sounds like your mom is constantly invading your space with her hand here. Yeah, and that's just a theme of my mom in general. Um, <laughs> uh, I think, um, sorry, I think I just saw a mouse in my fucking living room. <laughs> okay. You bitch. Do, you, do we need to take a no, break? No, no, it's okay. I just I got my eye on you. All right, sorry. Okay, um, <laughs> sorry. I just, I, it's like, like, so talk about it like as a sensorium, right? It's, it's me. It's, I remember it was cold in the movie theater, the way the movie theaters are cold. And feeling and like wrapping, I think like my windbreaker around me, or my mm. je- I think it was like a jean jacket, but like it had I don't know, um, and uh, yeah, and it was not that full of a movie theater. It was not that full. That's why I still think it was a weekday. Um, yeah, I just I remember looking because you know how whenever you watch a movie with other people, I don't know if you're like this. I always feel like I'm watching them as much as I'm watching the movie that I'm watching. Depending on if I've seen it before or not, but yes. Yeah, like are they gonna are they gonna like the part that I like? <laughs> you know, like yeah, but you know we never seen the movie before, so it's all just yeah. It felt like that thing that people fetishize about theater, right? Which is like we're all experiencing this thing at the same time, mm-hmm. and but it's always you know. We're experiencing it differently, but at the same time, it, at the time it didn't feel that. It felt like we were all like, "This is awesome." Yeah. Yes. Yes. And that is a, is especially a good example of that because it was happening not just within your family, but like mm-hmm. culture wide. Yeah, and we didn't know. I think there's no way for us for anyone to have known at that point. Like, obviously, it was going to be a smash hit of a film, but we didn't know how it would like greet chart the cartography of american like cinema you know what i mean right, <laughs> like right. it's a yeah and it's still like in my like i name it like my top five movies i love that movie yeah did you all talk about it afterward or was that the kind remember. of height of the experience i don't remember if, i'm sure we did i just the thing i remember from that from from it was being in the movie theater with them and the 
uh, and the the cup of water on the mm-hmm. um, door on the dashboard and the t- yeah and then the, the yeah and I remember the kitchen scene with the velociraptors and that was really fucking scary right uh yeah yeah I remember being upset that oh, this might have been later viewings I'm still upset every time I watch Jeff Goldblum like hit on Laura Dern I'm like why are you ruining this <laughs> like <That's laughs> leave really her alone funny. I hate that like, I, I appreciate it. like your <laughs> I feel like Jeff Goldblum has become such a beloved figure in our culture that we it's to nice remember. to hear a little little poke in the in yeah. the hole poke we need to remember the, our Laura yeah. Dern history, our Dern story, you know? (laughs) (laughs) And he, yeah, it was an awkward part, and she didn't deserve that. What's your coma? And I just mean, you know, we talked a little bit about my experience does not have to be as grandiose as going into an actual coma. It could be super mundane. But any moment of transformation that you have had where you look back and can, however imperfectly, still very clearly see, okay, before I was this version of Eleanor, after I became this. I think I think a lot of people say childbirth is the thing that changed them. But for me, childbirth was such a, like a medicalized experience that I felt really okay. had nothing to do with me. Like I was like, you know, I had a, I had an emergency C-section after like a failed induction. It was just like a whole deal. Um, and it didn't, so that part to me just felt like a medicalized thing. Um, mm. But like the, ex- and I think Jean, having, being a mom and having Jean-Jacques is like elaborated upon me as a person, but I'm still the same person since having him. It's just, mm. I'm more robust, creative, better person i think since he was born but i think as a thing that changed me like changed me into a different person as opposed to just like expanded or more or elaborated is uh pregnancy because being pregnant is so fucking weird because you you think like we all have basic ideas of surveillance right of being Mm -hmm. a person particularly women you know where like you walk down the street and people are like aware of you right sure like i you know i spent my early 20s in brooklyn and chicago and then you know and then i moved to chicago and like being a woman in public is its thing people have been theorizing it for a very long time Mm -hmm. um and i think being a pregnant woman is so fucking weird because you're both i was never more aware of just how much of my subjectivity and experience of the world is a monitoring of myself noticing how I'm noticed by other people. It was this extreme meta experience. Yeah. And those frames lining up in such a concrete way really changed the way I see the world. It was like really multifaceted and complicated and weird. And like how, but just how much about like the stuff that I think about my body or whatever, or like what I look like and how is really has nothing to do with me when people talk to me about it. It's actually all about them. So people love to talk to pregnant women. They do. Mm-hmm. Pregnant people in general. They just love to because it's like, oh, you're pregnant with someone we don't know yet. It's like you're the ultimate person because you're like, hey, I'm bringing a guy to the party, but you've never met him before. <laughs> like, like, yeah. So it's like very, it's like, oh, shit, like, what do we do? So it's like very weird. And there's a lot of anxiety about it. You know, people have a lot of anxiety. Like um, some people want to take care of you. Some people are resentful of you. Some people, it, people, it's hurtful to see your, it hurts them to see yeah. you, you know, yeah. and that's really hard. Or, um, or people are just like, it's just a lot of anxiety. It's like all the anxiety people have about women's bodies, like times a billion. And that's, and it's me realizing that it was like, well, I literally cannot do anything about this at this point. Like I have like, it's not like, oh, I can, I can hide it to a certain, like, no, sure. I'm like, when you get to a certain point, it's like a pregnant, pregnant chick is walking down the street. <laughs> like, yeah. And I, and that really just blew my fucking mind. I don't know. Maybe people have other ways of understanding that level of like human packaging being the result of just other people's expectations being defied and they have other ways of, of of understanding that but it took getting pregnant for me to really realize oh what you think of me has nothing to do with me <laughs> yeah and that that was illustrative for me and changed my life does it have nothing to do with you or just nothing beyond the initial data point of your yes. visual presence yeah it's just okay. yeah yeah Okay. It, nothing. It's like I could be anybody. It's just oh, you're like a sign, really. It's like being right. a sign. 
Well, which which seems to be hammered home by the fact that people can have such if it were about you, you would think that some of the same perceptions would always be there. But the yeah. fact that one person can be hurt by looking at you and another yeah. person can feel a totally different way is yeah. like, oh, well, clearly this is this about is, yeah. these people. It also like it was also, I think. So my son was born with a bilateral cleft lip and palate, which means for his, he's always looked different from other babies, right? And he had a mm. he had three surgeries his first year of life. But in the beginning, like before he had any of the uh, repairs done, you know, he looked like a baby with a with a big bilateral cleft lip and palate. Mm-hmm. And people were, could not, it was like, oh, you see a baby and like people don't, like people would look at us with disgust. People would be like, I'll pray for you. People oh would God. say insane shit. People would get like, what did you do to that baby's face? And then I would yell at that, you know, like things like people would say, it, it is unbelievable the things that people people feel comfortable telling pe- mothers in public <laughs> with yeah. babies in general and especially those with visible differences. And I think pregnancy and my awareness that none of this has anything to do with me and it's actually just you, you, the spectator, dealing with difference in a way that you didn't expect or prepare for, that's entirely to do with you. It has nothing to do with Jean-Jacques. He's a baby. You know? Right, right, He's a baby right. with a visual difference. That has nothing to do. Like, and that was really, honestly, that was like having that perspective, I think, from pregnancy and having all those like made dealing with the visible difference encounters with pe- with idiots and assholes in public and mo- and it's you know easier but also really forced me to i mean i've never had like especially like high opinion of humanity but i definitely it's like there are, and there are a lot of really kind people too right there are a lot of wonderful people like it'll take your breath away you know yeah um especially when you're with a small child like people can be unbelievably kind and then some people can just be like Barely, like, barely occupying what you and I would consider the basics of what it is to be right. a reasonable person. You know what I right. mean? Yeah. And it sounded like pregnancy prepared you exactly. for that that's experience. What that's what him. I'm saying. That primed me for that. Yeah. So Sounds usually good. I'm asking people in this sec- section of the show, segment, section. I don't know. I guess I, I, I should figure yeah. out what I call that. But – about what changed for them, how things became different. But I feel like you've already kind of described the difference. And so now I'm curious about like before that experience, what was your reaction to other people's reactions to you? I would just feel really bad and internalize all of it. You know, if someone was rude to me or someone was, I would just get really scared and anxious and like occupied. Mm. Now I feel like it's not that I'm more comfortable. It's just that I care less <laughs> what okay. other people, you know, strangers have to think, you know, think about me or what I'm doing. I just don't. Yeah. Yeah. It just doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. But there, but there is a base level of, I mean, awareness or caring at at Mm -hmm. certain point these things are like synonyms but maybe not it's just not as much about me anymore you know and i guess it's a cliche but it's a cliche for a reason like you know like i became pregnant then i had a kid and it became not about me anymore you know and then so that yeah but in an interesting way where it's like not usually that means to people or at least the way i hear that from people is like now it's about this kid it's like the thing that you're describing as not about you mm-hmm. is it's actually about everyone else. <laughs> it, it's it's a thing that it's a it's a negative thing that <laughs> dissolved through the process yeah. that then you're able to disperse and say, Oh, hey, this this negativity I felt, this judgment, this sort of attack from outside is yeah. is is not about me. Yeah. And so it is. Yeah. So it does become about Jean-Jacques. Like, I, I feel like I'm not like I still feel like experience shame and humiliation, like on the regular, you know, Sure. Um, but it's not nearly as um, it's not nearly as totalizing because I'm just like, well, it doesn't matter what I feel so much as like what is good for Jean-Jacques, you know, and that like so that's like and that means like other people are fucking dumb. They are and like and they're going to try to hurt you and tear you down and like. And other people aren't, and it's good. To, and it doesn't matter that about the other people who are going to tear you down because it's about finding the good people, and that's 
Yeah, as opposed to, and I feel like in the past when it was all about me, I was like, but how do I reconcile with this fundamental, how do I bring everybody together in this theatrical, you know, with like very theater way? Mm-hmm. Like, I want to build a community. And it's like, I'm actually, I still want to build a community. I'm just less interested in what other, whether other people's com- communities are that exclude me, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, Does that make totally. Sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. The thing I connect that to is my, is some of the things I learned starting to organize. And the thing of like this, this scale of like when you're, um, you know, flyering or getting signatures or phone banking or yeah, whatever, yeah. Oh, the like yeah. one to five scale where it's like mm-hmm. one is like a set yes. very friendly to you, five mm-hmm. is very unfriendly, three is neutral. Yeah. And I would have how do you always try, thought, you turn I think, your threes into a two, is that how you turn your twos into a one? And so, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And like, I always, I think being, a privileged white guy kind of Mm -hmm. always thought like, and with a little bit of Christian Christianity growing up in Mm -hmm. there. um, It was like, you reach out to everybody. We have to convince the fives and to realize like, well, we're not against (laughs) convincing the fives, but our priority needs to be on increasing Mm -hmm. solidarity between the ones, twos and threes. Um, And that really it kind of blew my mind that it was yeah. like, I mean, it's just another way of saying what you're saying about like, yeah, yeah you don't need to be, mm-hmm. it's kind of the opposite of the Woody Allen thing of like the club, you know, wanting to be a member of a club. Oh, the, the, that the would Woody never... Allen via Groucho Marx. Right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes. Um, uh, yeah. Wanting to be part of a club that wouldn't Doesn't accept you. Me for a member, yeah. And, and realizing that like, oh, there are plenty of clubs that would accept me and and yeah. i can be in those yeah yeah i think so yeah and i think like i used to feel really insecure about like my interests and like how mm. people thought i like people oh you're pretentious it's like i'm not pretentious if if the things that you like are actually the things that you like how is it pretending you know what i mean <laughs> like i'm not pretending right. anything it's and then get that says more and i i stopped caring i'm like i'll care about the things that i like and if that's alienating to some people that's fine because i've spent too much of my life catering and minimizing and uh and catering to the whims of ordinary people and which is not to say that i'm an extraordinary <laughs> no, person totally. i'm not i'm not an extraordinary person i am an i am an alienated person and that alienation is not necessarily like a problem to be solved at times sometimes it's just something to work with and let you look at the world you know a little bit differently and it's not like my it's not a problem it's just an occurrence an event a uh, a habitus right as a <laughs> Yeah. Like the turtle shell on your back. Yeah. That's the show. Thanks for listening. Follow Eleanor. Check out her substack, Outside Bones. Join the Patreon, patreon.com slash Dave Marr at the five or fifteen dollar level. That's once a month. It's you know, I I understand how much that is to someone, because it's a lot to me at the moment. If it's less to you, or if it just means enough that you are willing to support at those levels, I'm very, very grateful. If you can't do it financially, support the show. If you like it, in whatever way you can. And I'm, I'm done outroing here. Until next week, remember, you are a mist. Only human and human beings, they do miracles.